To the Ether. Today is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Secret Spaces, featuring EQOTY music. Equ-o- Equity? Equity? No. EQOTY. <laughs> EQOTY music on their new music marketplace. Let's take a listen. No, I'm not going to redo that. No, it's fine the way it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Secret Spaces. We're going to kick things off in just a moment. We're getting our speakers up here on stage. As always, we do Secret Spaces every Tuesday. We feature teams and projects and protocols inside the secret ecosystem. So sit tight and relax. We're going to get started in maybe like a minute while we get everybody up here. Really excited for the team that we're featuring today. I think this is their first Secret Spaces, although you may have seen them at Secret Summit last year. But we'll dive into that more in just a second. Sit tight and we'll get everything going in a moment. A reminder that if you want to stay on top of what's happening in the Secret Network ecosystem, you should follow the Secret Network account here. But you should also feature the teams that we bring up here on stage. Make sure to give them a follow. Show them your support. You're going to hear a lot about them today. You're going to want to follow their announcements. Also, a reminder that you should jump into our social channels, for example, uh, come on into the secret discord at chat.scrt.network. That's where you'll meet a lot of members of the global secret network, including the secret agents who are located all over the world. Help us advance the cause of Web3 privacy and help us recruit new builders and uh, new users all over the world, educate them about what's been built on secret and why. would love to have anybody here who's not already a part of the community get even more involved, maybe even start their own projects and get involved with the events that we're going to be doing all over the world. Uh, Just give us about 60 more seconds, and then we'll start, usually five minutes after the hour, with our team introductions and everything else. You'll also notice there has been a a pinned tweet in Secret Spaces. So check here the pinned tweet. We ask that you please share that with your communities. Just drop it in the Telegram or Discord group. It really is very meaningful when you do that, or retweet it. Let people know you're on here. Uh, and that they should come in and support the teams that are taking time out of their day to present today. Uh, And there's also a link to a free to mint secret NFT. And we'll talk about how you can get that in just a moment. But give us just a second. We'll kick off here and we'll do our introductions. All right. Let's go ahead and do it. We're going to have our guest intro here. I think we're going to have maybe another guest, but maybe not. Depends. Uh, We at least have a bit the team here uh i'm going to hand it over to them to introduce themselves before we get into the project to introduce themselves personally and their involvement with the project and then we'll get right into the meat of things on this week's secret spaces so go ahead hey guys uh yeah so um i'm lucas piazzola and i'm working with my co-founder milad um he 
I think he's wrapped up at a doctor's appointment. Um, he might be able to join, but hopefully we'll, we'll see. Um, but just to give you an introduction um, on myself, um, I'm, I've been, so, okay, going backwards <laughs> in my life, um, over the past couple of years, I got my master's in computer science at Cornell Tech in 2021. Before that, I was uh, mostly an mobile Android um, software engineer at a startup in Los Angeles for about five years. Before that, um, I was um, I was at USC. Got my master's in I mean, under got my undergraduate degree in computer science and computer engineering um, up there. And some personal things about me: I'm I've been uh, first. I've been a competitive swimmer my whole life. I just should mention that. It's been a big part of my life. Um, I'm just a very competitive person, I would say. And um, lastly, I, I'm, I'm a huge music fan, which is why I started this project, I would say. Um, me and Milad met at, um, at USC in our, in actually in our electrical engineering classes. And we've been friends since. And we never worked together in any way before we started this project, but we've always want, been talking about doing something together. So um, we've been, it's been cool to start working with them. Um, Milad was also a brief overview on him. He, he's, um, yeah, he, he was also doing computer science back at USC with me and he's been working out in Los Angeles and, He's somewhat involved in like music scene out there too, so um, it's a pretty cool way for us to start like working together and something we both like. Um, so yeah, that, that's a little bit about us, I would say. Awesome. Well, it's amazing to have you here. I'm also a huge music fan, so I was really excited to be able to dive into things here today. I'm curious to get into all those things about you know what's broken, what you're fixing. Clearly. There's a lot of things broken in the music industry. Uh, the question is, how much of it can we fix, really? With, uh, with tech and NFTs and everything else, we can be a big part of the solution, but there's a lot of things that are going to be tough. Just because yeah. uh, that's, that's a tough one to crack, but obviously glad to have more people tackling that issue because uh, everything in, in that space is broken. So solving anything is great. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get into exactly what you guys are doing in a second. I just want to quickly pause and mention that very same free to claim secret NFT for this week's spaces. We ask that when people come and support our secret spaces guests, that they also support them by minting the free to mint secret badge. And that'll prove that you were here and got to listen to the spaces. So go and claim today's secret badge by clicking on the link inside of the pinned tweet inside of the secret space. You will need the claim code in order to claim your secret badge. Today, the claim code is MUSIC, which makes a lot of sense. All one word, just MUSIC, capital letters. That's the claim code you need to claim your badge, and then everyone will know you are here listening and learning. So go ahead. Let's, let's talk about then the history of the project, the history of the team. Uh, let, let's start first with how you had the idea to yeah. pursue this before we before anything secret related just like where did this come from yeah for sure um so this all started probably like that idea started flowing like around december last year um which was that last big like hype cycle of me of like web3 in general 
Um, not, I mean, there's all the metaverse stuff that was going crazy. People were really excited about um, just NFTs in general and also music NFTs. Um, but so um, I, I lived in Los Angeles for a while, um, like uh, as I just mentioned, and I actually have a lot of friends who work in music, right? Like very heavily involved in music. Um, I mean, LA is like the entertainment capital of the world. So um, that's pretty fitting. Um, and like um, basically, so my like friends of friends all like knew I was like very like technical and they knew I knew stuff about crypto. And around December last year, they all started or a few of them, one of, one of them messaged me he's like oh how much do you know about crypto there's some like cool things going on in the music space i want he wants to talk more about what's going on and what could possibly be done um so he was one of my friends who had a small like independent label and he represents a couple artists and what he was concerned about mostly was um trying to trying to make it easier or ways he could use the like web3 crypto movement to um uh bet like better or more easily finances artists um so we were at that point i started looking more heavily i had up until that point i hadn't really looked too heavily into the music industry i realized it was a cool uh there are some cool applications there but um at that point i really started researching it and um basically we went back and forth he was like showing me projects that he had seen about like how people were getting like automated funding or um basically like ways to give more like independent artist control i would say and uh we went back and forth for like about a month and eventually i just after thinking about it for a while i was just like all right well if i were to do something um here's what i do i ended up making this like big diagram that's pretty complex it kind of looked like an old electrical engineering um like logic chart that i used in school i would say but uh, not the most friendly, but um, I, I got all my ideas out and like after like I put them down, showed them to him, we talked about it. And um, the more I thought about it, I'm like, this is actually a really solid idea. Um, and at the time I was already, I was working on my own, a different startup. It was um, when I started in grad school, it was like, it's an AI um, at home exercise app. Um, they use your camera to like recognize what you're doing and some cool stuff. But at that point, I really thought the what I had thought of um, with equity, what would become equity, um, was potentially more promising um, as a business. And I at that point went all in, and I um, I wanted someone with more technical help, so that's when I reached out to Milad and. Pretty much from there, we started building. Um, I'd never done any like Web three development and before that, but I got into it really quickly, and I spent a substantial amount of my time this year building. So um, that's basically how we got started um, with the project. Um, just talking to my friends back in Los Angeles, um, figuring out what their problems were, and coming up with an idea of what I could build that would solve some of that for them i would say really cool really cool so as you're exploring all this where did so where exactly yeah does secret come in like what, what at what point did you hit a roadblock or, or hit a point in the project where you're thinking to yourself yeah I, I need to explore this and then secret comes along 
Yeah. So, okay. One part of my plan was um, I'm really not a fan of the current um, NFT landscape where um, essentially everything is just a collectible or like an expensive beanie baby in my mind. <laughs> um, and there's not really much utility um, to the NFTs themselves. Um, like by like everyone always makes a joke like, oh, what's so special about your NFT? I can just screenshot your, your JPEG or whatever. Um, and out of that, I'm like, <laughs> that was honestly the biggest factor. I never really cared that much about NFTs. Um, but through my research, um, at that time last year, in like January, I was like, I, well, it's been a while now. Um, I haven't heard of anyone. I mean, I never really did in-depth research on like um, a blockchains outside of like Ethereum or Bitcoin, I would say. So I really dug into it and I found Secure Network, which could support private data, which is a feature I really, really, really needed according to the plan I made. Um, because one of the really big things I wanted to do was be able to, um, part of our plan was to be able to sell music, like actual music that only the, the person who buys, buys the NFT gets. And without that um, piece, I, the, I, I would say the solution um, to uh, making an, like a music NFT store would be less optimal because it would just be a, um, it would have to be like a combined Web 2, Web 3 approach where the NFTs essentially are uh, like a access token where you, you would have to log onto a company's website in order to um, access the music through their servers or um, obtain the uh, encryption um, key from them. And I'm personally a really big advocate for um, like... I really don't, my whole life, I never really agreed with like DRM or having to connect to a DRM server, which essentially is what you would need in order to build something without um, private on-chain data. Um, so that was an important factor to me. And at that point, I, I did I did this research and found that Secret Network was a fairly newer blockchain and they did support this. And that was huge. It, it's going to that simple factor allows me to build all the things I want to build in the way that's like actually decentralized without having to connect like a DRM server to like validate or get your encryption keys. Um, and I think with that fact alone, we can build a lot of really cool stuff that provides value um, in a decentralized way that um, for the NFTs themselves, if that, if that makes sense. Um, so it was a real need for us to have, um, access like private data on chain. So once I figured out that existed, I went all in, we went all in on secret network, I would say. I think what, what this story is instructive about, right? Like we've had this conversation similarly with other teams where they started with a problem to solve instead of just saying like, we've got a blockchain, what can we do with it? You started with this idea that there was a real problem to solve. You looked at the existing landscape of solutions. You understood that none of them went far enough towards creating the kind of market change that would be necessary for what you were building to thrive and, and really solve things. And you weren't satisfied with the bean, beanie babyification 
to to make an even worse verb out of it, right? But that's that's not going far enough in terms of solving real problems for users or musicians or creators or collectors. There needed to be a different sort of foundation that could create a more sustainable but also much more powerful platform that doesn't have the same risks of centralization. I it's it's really solving the problem in a new way for the first time, as opposed to just kind of slapping a new face on an old problem, or, or as I've often ex- explained it, so much of what's been built to date combines what's worst about Web 2 with what's worst about Web 3. All the awful UX of Web 3 and all of the same privacy and access issues of Web 2. And uh, it, from what you're describing, you, you discovered the same pain points and you landed in our ecosystem where from first principles, we, we, we knew every team trying to build something real was going to run into this. You ran into this, but you, you did the research and now you've landed, I think, in the right ecosystem for sure. But by equal token, we're, we're thrilled to have teams that, again, take the problems seriously when they consider solutions. We want those teams in our ecosystem because we know those teams can be successful, whereas in other ecosystems, they're not necessarily aligned for the long term. They're not interested in solving long term problems in a sustainable way. They are just interested in shipping something, slapping a token on it and kind of hoping that it works for a couple of months. That's not the impression I'm getting here. It sounds like you're very serious about this problem. You guys are dedicated to solving it by whatever means seems to best fit. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, in general, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I would say more, I'm definitely like an idea person and I get excited about them. And then uh, I figure out how to build them. I don't, I don't necessarily find something, a cool tool and then try and shoehorn an idea out of it. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I think of something I want to do and then figure it out as I go afterwards. So um, that's how I build things best. So um for us secret network in that way is so basically the only and very essential op- I mean, a bit, it's a very essential for us to have i would say awesome but I, I guess that's really the only way it should be done so i i appreciate that um it looks like your colleague did join us successfully after all so go, would, would you like to introduce yourself yeah hi uh, i'm milad i've actually been here for a while like don't really use spaces so i didn't know how to request um but yeah um also working on equity and yeah i guess kind of what i bring is a little bit of a contrarian view there i i disagree <laughs> we always have this discussion with building first and then figuring out later what's nice about the web3 environment right now is that it, it's kind of acceptable like because you know a lot of times you don't even know what the market looks like and so kind of the act of building first um doesn't hurt you and it might actually sometimes help you so um you know uh it, it's it definitely has to be a good balance like i think we're definitely you know now that we got on secret and we've kind of stabilized there we're trying to figure out now what the next moves are instead of just building whatever. Um, but yeah, um, glad to be here and um, seeing there's, yeah, there's like a good amount of people here. So a uh, very nice, robust community so far. Yeah. People are, people like new stuff. People like good stuff. Uh, I, I think that 
we also get a lot of people listening after the fact when we share these on YouTube and when it stays on spaces, right? Anybody can go back and listen to it. So when, whereas people can't always join us live because we do these in the middle of the day, people love catching up on all this stuff. Uh, we're, you guys are aware, but I always restate it, right? We're the only network of our kind. We're the only network that's embraced privacy by default and has this generalizable capability. And we, we're the only ones that have this really active DAP ecosystem and user ecosystem on a bunch of different verticals from DeFi to non-fungibles and metaverse to privacy as a service to messaging and access control. People love hearing about every team that comes in and what they're building. And they love being lead adopters of that kind of stuff. But clearly what you guys are building is not only for lead adopters. If it's going to work and if it's going to scale, you guys are going to need to be able to reach users outside of Web3 uh, who aren't familiar with these solutions and, and just at least teach them about the platform. I doubt you're necessarily going to put secret front and center, but what's more important to us is that you put it at the center of your tech stack as your solution for ensuring that the platform is secure, that it is sustainable. And from the user perspective, they want to be able to take that for granted. They don't want to have to worry about it. And uh, I really appreciate you guys ending up in the ecosystem and coming to appreciate what's here. We're also pragmatists. We know you have to build, you know, you have to test some things and prod, but as long as you make a few good decisions early on, like building on secret, these things tend to work out. Okay. Uh, I think at this point then, since you're both here, we're ready to move into the meat of it, um, which is really what the platform is, what equity is and what features it's going to have at launch. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so. Right now, we're the 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 main th we're planning to do a lot of things, but the main thing we're building right now is a decentralized music store um, to essentially compete with both Web two and Web three competitors. Um, we we can't we I would say we see like there's web, traditional Web two competitors like Bandcamp or Beatport or uh like itunes i guess um where people are just selling music and they've done that for a long time and one one of the that's so okay so music sales is one thing we want to do but we also want to um embrace the current narrative of people selling um music like music NFTs, which are for the most part like collectibles um, so we're building a store that essentially allows uh, artists to come on and sell both of those types of things. Um, the The way I like to see it is, or say it is, when an artist wants to release music on our site, um, they can come on, <clears throat> listen to music, and baseline, they will be able to sell their song, um, and if uh, for like a, like a price anyone can afford, it'll be like unlimited quantities essentially. And uh, if you're like a DJ looking to uh, get a track um, for your 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 sets, you like you need the file. So um, that market's going to exist. I know music sales is like pretty much a dying market, but um, that's also why we want to embrace like kind of like tiered sales, um, where an artist can put up a track and then um, they can have like a premium or a premium tier or a premium edition yeah. of that same track where they can. Um, things they could sell like a limited quantity of those with like something special. It, it's it's important to kind of highlight. You know, Lucas said it's it's a dying market. Um, 
digital music sales are always going to be around. It has been getting becoming a smaller and smaller percentage of the total music industry. It is still a couple hundred million dollars uh, a year total. Um, the decision making behind that, behind going for just making a music store, was because you know from our perspective, right? Um, there's a lot of the. We looked at the Web three competitors. We looked at the Web two competitors, and we looked at some of the ultimate things we wanted to build, and um, really like the the exciting things that we wanted to build. And we re- we realized you know, we really need a foot in the door, right? So we didn't want to be just like the other platforms, but there's a there's a way where we we, we kind of like had to in a way be like that, and so. You know, it was nice to have a differentiating factor and to, to have a, like a very specific focus, right? So we went after this niche to begin with, kind of get started and, and to kind of grow from that. So, you know, if you look at, uh, like you were saying earlier, uh, the discussion a couple of minutes ago of, of like, like what's happening in Web3 is a lot of like just worse solutions to Web2. Um, that's, that's where we think the web three music space is right now. Right. Um, if I, I, I at least believe, we believe that like, if you can go to, I don't know, one of the, I don't want to name competitors because, you know, to, to be bashing them, but, um, you know, if you go to some of these web three platforms, you can, you know, especially the ones who are like on the bigger chains, like ETH, you know, Polygon, whatever, uh, you're going to see that you can easily go get the high quality track from IPFS following the metadata, just download it. And, you know, we're both thinking like, isn't that the problem that like in the early 2000s, like was engulfing the music industry, the the lawsuits, you know, like the the, the pirate bays and and Napsters and all all that stuff that happened. So it's like, you know, without having that content privacy, uh, Web3 platforms are kind of regressing in our opinion. And, and so it's 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 a little bit of a gamble because potentially there could be a paradigm shift where the artists and the people don't care about that, but we think that the people just don't know, right? Um, there's a lot of people, even people, some people who are engineers who we talk to, they just they don't know, they don't think all the way down the the the, the tree of like, okay, there's this, and then this is built on that, and then the, you know all the layers that are involved. So. Um, so we thought that while we're making another music marketplace, right, we're attacking the specific niche of the market, and we're also building a product that doesn't regress, and it actually adds value, right? You're if you're selling your music okay. here, um, you're not waiting uh, a quarter or six months to get your check, right? You're getting it instantly, goes to your wallet. Um, you you don't get charged the same uh, amount of fees like some of the web two competitors charge like fifteen percent or upwards of fifteen percent on each sale. So you know we we're we're trying to make it better, right? We're we're trying to make it a better uh, product, and you know we also should you know we gotta do some make sure that we execute well to make it also a better experience if we can, just as good as an experience for the user. But in terms of the offering, right, it should be better. Uh, and there's a niche that still keeps the digital libraries that are that you know we think are really going to appreciate this tool. So you know that that would that would be a foot in the door or an anchor if you if you'd say for us to then start building out some of these other features we want to do. 
But yeah, I just wanted to explain to everybody why we we're going into a dwindling market per se. And another point, I, we well, we think that like consumers don't necessarily care about um, having the music and music files content protected or like private. I think music industry might care um, a, a lot more. Um, they don't necessarily want their artists like music to be like freely and publicly available uh, in like the highest quality online for anyone to take um, uh, for anyone to download at any point in time, like the situation with current um, like public only NFTs. Um, <clears throat> like even you can, you can make the argument that uh, they think people think that the, music industry is going like like freemium model like where you can listen to everything for free but that doesn't necessarily include the like labels or the music industry people might not necessarily want the highest quality like the the lossless versions which um can be um uh be found you traditionally i mean you can only buy those um the people in music industry might not want those like to be freely and publicly available um so like that's a small, a small but notable um, factor. I think that content, like the privacy of the being able to protect the audio files, is will be important um, from the industry side. I would say. Yeah, that, um, that, and that's yeah. a great point because, you know, if whatever, you know, if, if we look at the history of this industry with you know the relationship with tech, you know, it it's if we can do something where you know, so, so enterprise, so to say, enters the, the space, um, that's going to be huge if, if we can, you know, be able to be attractive to them as well in a way that they can understand and, and not have any apprehension. It, it just serves grow the, the kind of content offering and just the, the space in general. So uh, that's a big point. Yeah, hopefully we can also be uh, the platform that attracts them mostly and they'll, they'll work with us. And that, that means that we get content from the artists and become a more um, useful platform for users to just come and get music from us because we have the rights then to those uh, because we work directly with some of the big, big players. So um, just to summarize, just to summarize what we're building at our initial launch, um, which we plan to build upon would be, uh, a platform artist can do like tr traditional digital music sales in like unlimited quantities, or they could sell their music in um, in smaller quantities or limited quantities, like make collectible releases. And also, a cool factor that I really want baked in from the start is the ability to um, have payments or payout splitting. So if you worked on like a a track with um, with any other number of um, collaborate, collaborators, um, but you, you can actually set the percentages to be distributed automatically to anyone you work with, and um, you'll be you'll be able to get paid in the uh, without having to ask your the, your friend to send you the twenty percent that he owes you. Um, so those are like our baseline features that we plan to build from um, after the initial release. It's, it's simple, but we th from there, we plan to add on a lot more cool features. I'd say. Amazing, amazing. I mean, I'm I'm super excited for the roadmap, and obviously these things are iterative. But 
you're, you're starting again from, from some very important assumptions that, as you said, not enough other projects are making. At some point, people are going to care. Like we're talking about things that are valuable to the people creating them and collecting them. And those are, that means that to preserve that value, there needs to be some idea of access control. Otherwise, if you're just, does it really feel like ownership to technically own something like it's in your wallet, only you can interact with it. But if anybody can see inside of it, if everybody has that universal read access, it doesn't feel to me, it never felt to me like it should have the same value as something where that access can be restricted by the owner or by the creator and the people who have then committed to this asset, either creating it or collecting it and paying for it. Yes, that, that should come with certain rights that are enforced technologically. Uh, and, and But we can do that in a permissionless way, as opposed to saying that like anybody can take this ownership from you. Well, no, we're saying this decentralized blockchain can both be how we prove that you have ownership of this thing and how we prove you have access to unlock what's inside of it. We don't wait for you know Sony or whomever to only say like you are the person who can access this. Once you buy it, you really did buy it. You really do have access, and that's mediated by something decentralized. Then we solve a new problem, as opposed to just sort of shift the foundation for how we're solving the same problem exactly the same way with all the same issues of centralization and censorship. Yeah. Um, just to build off of your point, and then I wanted to add something else here before we move on from that particular topic. You know, we, we've kind of seen, if you look at it historically, right, uh, you have a painter as a famous painting or a photographer as a, as a, photo, a photograph. I, I guess photography would be a lot more relevant here, you know, because they, 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 they will print certain amount of copies and then they might do reprints later. And, you know, uh, if you get one of the 25, you know, prints of, a let's say, an Ansel Adams, right? Uh, all of them are valuable, some of them to different degrees, but it's the same photo. And you could see like in the NFT space, that's kind of true still, right? That that kind of uh, importance to the, the quantity and the copy, you know, multiple copies of the same thing and values going up and down exist in the pre-Web3, you know, NFT type world. Um, and then loosely, if you look at like paintings or other kinds of medium, People have copies of Mona Lisa everywhere. You know, you're really just paying, you know, when you pay for that, uh, for the material and for, you know, some profit for the person producing it, but you're not really paying for the value of the art. So, you know, you see, you know, like in the art world, like copies are just copies. They're not valuable. Uh, and, you know, they're everywhere. Uh, but if you look at the music world, you know, like just think about it, right? Um, like normally, like, even going back before Napster and all these things, um, you never really had a copy of the music. You had a physical CD. You owned it, right? It was part of your library. Somehow it was kind of yours. Uh, and so, like, yeah, we think that it's, it's really important to fix that kind of ownership, the true ownership, you know, and, like, decentralized way of gating that. Um, yeah. Uh, it's gonna. Oh, one more thing to add here is... I don't know if anybody here heard about like Tory Lanez releasing an album uh, to just like w 1 million fans or 1 million copies, right? So we, I, I'd done some research talking to the people who were responsible for that and got some good data uh, from that. And there's going to be more artists like that that are, that, that, that are like bigger names. 
that are going to find value in that. I think he sold out in like 54 seconds. Um, and, you know, again, again, we see that just selling, selling the copy of the song itself is going to be really important. And, you know, there's some problems, there's like major problems with the way that release happened, both from a user experience and access perspective. Uh, and from like a, you know, from it not really truly being decentralized, right? Being a gated website, you know, lives on a server and, um, you know, your content access is basically through, through that. Uh, so we think that if that's any example in this market, which we really don't have a full grasp of, that what we're releasing with is probably really valuable. It, the rest depends on um, who we can bring on to do those kinds of releases because uh, our, our current solution makes it much easier for anybody uh, like a Tory Lanez to come in and do a release like that and be successful because we took care of the tech and everything's decentralized truly. So that that's something promising to look forward to in the immediate future if we're able to execute from a business uh, and like business development, you know, relationship perspective. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to quickly reset the space for a second because we're 40 minutes in. I just wanted to give people the claim code again for the secret spaces badge. I mean, clearly, if you're if you're here, you care about what's being built here. So what better way to prove it than with a Freedomint secret NFT? You can go through the link that we've pinned here for secret spaces, click it and get access. You can claim just using the code music. All one word, all capital letters, use that code MUSIC. Find the pin tweet inside the space, click through to claim your badge. Just type that code in, it will mint you that NFT and that will be your proof that you were here today supporting the team. We do this every week for Secret Spaces, so hopefully you've been collecting them. We will be rewarding users soon who have been collecting all the Secret Spaces badges. Your ongoing support is super appreciated. Uh, so we've got about 20 minutes left till the top of the hour. I did want to talk about just these future plans, right? I, I always ask teams when they come on spaces, right? Clearly we care about scale. You just said millions of users, millions of albums, and, and the fact that there's so much demand for this stuff. Web3 doesn't really have millions of active users for anything. So I always ask teams when they come up here, how, how are we going to get the first million users for dApps here in the secret ecosystem? So you're, you're building this. How do you see... You know, we got to start with the first 10,000. So how do you see the first 10,000 users discovering what you guys are doing? And then how would you see the first million? Right. The, the great question, actually. Um, the, the first, you know, the first users, uh, I, I, it would be nice if we could capture a big, big percentage of the niche group of people who really care about their digital music libraries. So we're definitely going to have to do some work going after that. But I believe that really it, from this point on, it has to be building relationships with kind of bigger name artists. This isn't just me hypothesizing. This is kind of the conversations I've had with some of the, some people, you know, in the industry, some, some people in the VC space. Um, you know, I, my belief personally is we're going to have to, you know, I mean, we're definitely going to get some feedback as we build uh, and, and get people to be on the platform. But, you know, we really have to go after those big name artists, some of the people, some, some who've expressed frustration maybe about like barely making any ends meet with their, with their streams. 
Um, Meek Mill, I think, was recently said something. Um, so we have to go after those teams. Uh, fortunately, we have access between the two of us uh, to to do that with maybe either one or two two hops. Um, kind of see what they want, uh, see what they're thinking, and try to convince them and work with them to come on come on the platform and release something special. You know. Uh, so once we do that enough times. Um, their fans, right? You, you're, you're leveraging their communities. They would come on the platform, and you know we may actually have to provide some services or work with other companies, smaller companies, up and coming companies, to help them manage that crowd. Because some of these artists, believe it or not, they don't they don't really uh, they don't really know how to unlock the real value of their community of their like most vibrant fans. So I think that's where we're going to get some of the most uh, traction uh, initially. So um, in order to like to um, it, outside of like actual networking, um, a big way we want to attract artists is by actually offering them some like real like intrinsic value to being able to release songs on our platform. Um, there's, two big ways we want to do that in the new in the near future which i would say are um the ability to include perks which i'll get into in a second with our with a release um and the other is becoming a music distributor and i'll also get into that but um first i'm going to talk about perks i would say um we want a really cool thing about using Secret Network is we can include unique things inside the NFTs. And um, I think the fact that we can include like files or um, files or like codes or text or anything unique that only the, the purchaser gets to um, see um, allows us to do a lot more creative things than the current NFT landscape allows. Um, so it, they could be like, some things we've talked about like in secret summit is the ability to embed like a, like a concert ticket inside the NFT. So if um, we talked about um, releasing like a, like a collectible or limited edition one um, and ours could sell a, a version of their NFT that includes um, a, a concert ticket embedded in it and like the, in the private metadata. Um, another thing we've talked about is um, a really cool feature of Zero Network is just the is the ability to have randomness um, generate privately, and we think we can do some cool things like um, for artists, like kind of like a loop a loop box approach, where in the special edition or even the limited edition, you get that random chance of of winning things um, included in your NFT. Um, but it, the we want to be able to make it um, the we want the artists to be able to um, feel empowered to like include anything inside um like a limited edition so it could be like adding like a behind the scenes video on the creation of the song or including claim load codes um or like a code for discord ask access so a, a lot of there's a lot of unique things that the artist will be able to put inside the actual metadata nft and um that since only the purchaser can see it um it it's it's going to give it a lot more like intrinsic value to like the actual NFT itself. Um, <clears throat> and then 
I'd say a feature I'm really, I really want to build is not just like including things inside the NFT, but um, giving these, uh, uh, give, allowing artists to um, like give away like rights with a premium or limited edition of their song. Um, so uh, a thing I really want to build and, and what we are planning to build is the, selling the right to like, license your music to be remixed. Um, and we're actually building a whole system where, uh, so assuming you bought an artist, uh, NFT that gave you the right to remix an artist song, um, it would, uh, if you released the song, uh, your re the remix of the original artist song, um, we're actually building so that payments to that remix will also flow up to the original and whatever percentage the, um, the, the artist, uh, the original artist, um, defined. So I think it'd be a really cool way to um, for people who love music to come on and like find uh, to kind of bounce back and forth off of other people's work and it's kind of be a way to make a community where um, artists can take release their buy the right to make a like a to um, release their own version that um, uses aspects of the original. So it could be this, I, I, the way I imagine it would be. Uh, it's, I think it can be its own community of artists um, who are like very innovative because um, it, it gives them the tools to um, like use other people's work in a legal way without like all the red tape of the existing music landscape. And it's definitely concerns with um, artists wanting to uh, allow people to, uh, to, sorry, that's that really um there's concerns with um the artists liking a remix enough um to allow a person to release it but um I, we want to make sure that they have the tools to uh, approve or deny any potential remixes um as well i would say um and in terms of like how we're gonna get the next million uh it really is some features that we are we, we, we're excited to develop, but, you know, we need some more basic infrastructural work first. And we don't really want to, I don't know, disclose too much of that yet. But, but uh, Luca, Luca hinted at it. Um, you know, we, that would require us uh, to become a music distributor. So uh, to really give the full value of it to, to our users and our artists. Yeah. So, I mean, just being distributed would be kind of huge for us because um if you didn't know um if you want to release a song on spotify you as an artist you can't really do it you can't do it yourself you need to go through a distributor it's kind of just how the system works it's kind of like a just because reason uh it's probably in like some antiquated law but um that's currently how it works so we want, and I, I think a huge way we will be able to uh, onboard artists a lot faster is um, when we become a real distributor and they release music on our platform, they can also opt to, um, they can opt to put their song out on any other platform. So they could, uh, and when they do put their song on other platforms, um, since we're a distributor, we will actually handle collecting that money for them. and. The really cool thing um, I, I'm excited for is being able to just automatically route that money on chain. 
um, when we collect money from like Spotify for them. Um, so it, at that point, we're like an actual like very useful, we can be a useful tool for artists because they can put their music anywhere. Um, plus they can make music on chain through our music store and all the features we're building that are, are, are fairly unique to us. And there's an added, there's an added, they will know that they'll know that all the money will be flowing automatically into, um, I mentioned earlier, we're doing payment splitting. So if the collaborators on track, it'll all be handled automatically for them and they don't have to worry about the bookkeeping, I would say. I love this long-term vision. I, and I certainly don't have any expectation that you guys are going to teleport from having a few users to a million users overnight, but it's great to see teams that have this longer-term vision. In the secret ecosystem, they understand that there's phases. They understand that these things don't just linearly scale or exponentially scale. It depends what you're building. It depends on those network effects. Some of these platforms that are you know, very DeFi-focused are all around how you're going to get the first millions in capital and having that capital and liquidity attract users. For you guys, you understand that artists and collectors is very much a hub and spoke model. For every artist that enters the ecosystem, they're, uh, they're going to be bringing their collectors and their listeners. Those listeners are going to bring other listeners who like other artists. Those listeners being present are going to attract those artists to explore the platform. It, it does feedback on itself, but those feedback systems do take some time. Having your lead users, your lead artists, your lead listeners is critical. It's great to it's great to see you guys uh, considering this. Um, we got about ten minutes left till the top of the hour. I want to make sure people know they can raise their hand. I will bring them up here. We always leave a little time for audience questions, and I'm sure that anybody who's a music fan in the audience, I I really hope at least one or two people here enjoy music and have a question for you guys. Um, I am happy to ask all of my questions because I am a music fan, but I wanted to make sure we get the floor open a little bit for people to ask. So please stick your hand up. We will get you up here. In the meantime, uh, I wanted to give you guys at least the opportunity before we get to those. How can people get involved and stay updated on your news? I mean, they should probably follow, follow you here on the socials, but what, what else can they be doing? Um, so right now we, I don't know. I mean, we have our Discord, we have our Twitter, we have our Instagram. Um, we're probably the most active on discord I'd say at the moment um we're definitely open to um hearing out people if like if you think of like features that um we haven't mentioned or you'd like to see um and that's like on brand for what we're building um i would love to hear your thoughts um so um, you can definitely make like a feature request and we can discuss um, the, uh, the viability of it like on Discord, I would say. Um, but we're we're still building out our our social media presence. Um, it's it's pretty small at the moment, but uh, we're just getting going. So yeah, um, we'll be posting any updates as they come along. Um, and we're aiming to try and keep you guys updated. Awesome. Uh, so one last call for people to stick their hands up and ask questions. Otherwise, I'm going to keep monopolizing the floor. I'm a huge nerd about this. So to make this a bit personal, I'm a musician. Uh, I was, after leaving my first job, a performing musician here for about a year, year and a half when I went to grad school. I did uh, my MBA research project in 2015 about using blockchain to secure rights for musicians, including performance and songwriter rights. 
I did my internship that summer at Spotify and tried to pitch them on using the blockchain for this. They didn't do it. Uh, they did acquire a company that did it. Uh, I don't think they really ever got around to it, but it was definitely at the time very clear that the blocker here wasn't just, we don't have the infrastructure to do this. It was just the industry is super broken. And the way that things are currently done with distributing royalties and tracking rights and stuff is super broken. Getting the publishers on board is super broken. Uh, anything where you're requiring it to be sort of artist up is super broken. And it seemed to be much more of a political and economic and incentive alignment nightmare than it was ever a technological issue. So if you guys are already considering things pretty deeply at the technological level, which is clear you are, that's great. I am really curious about like, what other challenges do you guys kind of foresee getting this stuff adopted by artists, especially um, in these early stages, knowing how many barriers there are currently for artists in understanding these things and even getting access to them? Like, who, who do you think you'll have the most success bringing on board from the artist side in the early stages and why? Yeah. Um... I'm going to, I kind of alluded to this, right? There are a couple of big name artists. Some are, especially like the activist ones. I mean, Tory Lanez, obviously, especially with what he has going on, I wouldn't consider an activist. Um, he did his album release with the NFT way because of, that was just when the scandal broke out with what he's being charged with now. Uh, so nobody wanted to work with him or anything. And he was, he was also like shilling a lot of NFT projects. He was already deep in the space. But there are other artists who, you know, who've been in the game, so to say, for a while, who've had their fame and their success, and they're just looking at, like, ways where they're like, well, I could be making more money. Like, this, they're really starting to get frustrated, right? And you, you could, uh, I mean, I've heard, I heard conversations privately, you know, um, and there's some stuff in public. Like I said, Meek Mill said something recently. Um, what Where I think, from from what I know, and, you know, obviously Luca too, right, which shared this, this discussion is you need to start with the big name artists who have uh, some sort of platform other than just, Hey, I'm a cool artist. Look at what I'm doing. Somebody like make make mill, for example, you know, all the prison reform stuff he's been doing and you know, he's active in more spaces. There are these guys that are out there more are coming, you know, like empowered to speak out more like understanding community and specifically their own communities and ways that they can support it and, and have sustainable just uh, economic systems. These are the kind of guys that I think are perfect because they understand the value of community, which much of Web3 is uh, anchored on. And they also understand the music game well, and they've been successful in it. So if they like, you know, what we're doing, it's really easy to get like a, at least a midterm, medium term relationship with them. Um, you know, when these people come and they see the potential of what we have and kind of what we're, we're working with, and if we can build a nice, nice enough relationship with them, when we are our own distributor, that's when we really make waves, right? We build those relationships. We do this community building. Well, we obviously can do that or should be doing that based on the tech we have, which unlocks this, you know, and they are going to be the ones that can then come and say, well, okay, let's let's shift the conversation a little bit, right? There are a bunch of artists, uh, like I've heard four or five cases, the most recent being uh, Dr. Dre, right? Selling their catalogs for hundreds of millions of dollars to these investment funds. And they're doing that 
because they're trying to hedge the market. They want to have assets that are not linked to the stock market because everyone's seeing what's happening. Essentially, where everything's one trade. It's what the Federal Reserve does. You know, and it's the most powerful central bank in the world. Uh, sets a lot of monetary policy, or I, or I guess it's fiscal policy. I always forget which one is central bank policy and government policy. But you know, whichever other, whichever applies to that in this case. But you know, and, and so the, these things are there. There, there's ways to unlock value directly with artists who've already made it and who have some sort of like you know have already achieved escape velocity, so to say. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't want to over. I, wanna, I don't want to talk over you guys, but I don't know if that kind of helps give it give an indication, right? No, I mean that sounds good. I I kind of, to be honest, I I lost the thread there for a second. I, I wanted to make sure I <laughs> I looped it back to what you were saying. So maybe if you want to clarify, I apologize. No, I, I I get that a lot. Like when when you're super passionate about a topic, and you, you have so much to say on it, but we have like a minute before we have to end the space. I know how hard it can be to like try to get all those thoughts in there at once. I would say the most important thing that people listening can do is just to follow the project. So follow follow Ekati here on Twitter, stay in touch, follow the updates that they're putting here and then follow through to the website, see how things are going. Obviously you guys are supported by everyone in our ecosystem from the foundation to secret agents, to labs, to every other DAP project. I'm sure a lot of them would love to partner with you in the early stages as well. So just let us know how we can be helpful. Uh, that extends, of course, to every DAP team. So if you're thinking of building something in our ecosystem, or if you are already building something in the ecosystem, do get in touch with us, join the secret network socials, go to chat.fcrt.network, or hit us up in any of our community channels, get in touch. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that we can support projects. We know you guys are building for the long term. Obviously, we want to be here for the long term as well, supporting you in that journey, allowing you to rely on Secret as part of your platform. And in this case, you know, something I'm personally very passionate about. So it was a delight to be able to talk to you guys for an hour, get into the details, shine a light a bit more on these kinds of real world problems, existing problems that you guys have built a solution for, as opposed to we've got this cool blockchain thing, now what can it do? I think that sets you guys up for success really well, that you already understand the problem you're trying to solve, you understand the difficulty of getting to that end state. And that understanding is why you chose to build here. Uh, I really appreciate that. We all really appreciate that choice and we're excited to have more teams like yourselves building in the ecosystem. So congratulations on everything to this point. And uh, I look forward to seeing your growth. Yeah, thank you. I just, just uh, I know you just ended it, but I. I... There's there's something I wanted to say going back to your last conversation, which I think was important. Um, the industry is changing a little bit. We we see that like the it, the laws recently changed to uh, increase the you know dues for uh, royalties for streaming. I, I don't know if you're following that, right? That was like I think a month ago. So there's there's stuff happening at that level. Before this, it wasn't happening as often. So I think we've had like two or three changes in the last 10 years. So I think that speaks a lot to like the changes coming to the music industry and we're going to be in a good place. And uh, you know, really Secret's a, a great kind of technology for us to truly be able to unlock, I think, what could be uh, part of the future, if not the future. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. Um, it's 
It's been great, and I hope I hope we explore more to you guys about um, what we're trying to build. There's more than we, more stuff we haven't talked about, but I think we got through a good chunk of what um, we're trying to build in the near future. Amazing. Well, let us know how we can help. We're happy to connect you to other dApps in the ecosystem, especially on like the NFT side where we've got teams like Stash and Legend Dow building, uh, or mm-hmm. anybody else in the ecosystem at all. Happy to happy to be helpful. Happy to help you guys dive deeper. Happy to help all the teams and users in our ecosystem dive deeper into equity. This is just a piece of it getting you guys up on stage today. So thanks again for carving out that time in your day. We appreciate it, and we hope to talk more with you guys very soon. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. We'll see you here next week on the next Secret Spaces. Be well. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Secret Spaces featuring EQOTY music on their upcoming marketplace. Recorded on Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now with Spark IBC enabled. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine. On deck, we was walking all erect with a dead man's swagger. Sitting in a little den, vision in the middle, men listen to the fatal man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal at the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds do. Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop, ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth, slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement, could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. Vision in the middle, men listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty, then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next billion. Terror spaces.